Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Triton Talk, the weekly online radio show that takes you behind the scenes with UC San Diego Athletics. This is the June 15, 2017 edition, our final show of the year. My name's Ken Gross, and I'll once again be filling in for our regular host, Tim Strombel, who's uh, probably out camping, backpacking, or otherwise enjoying the start of summer out there in Colorado. It's been another incredible year for UC San Diego Athletics. Seven conference championships, an unprecedented sixth Commissioner's Cup trophy as the top overall program in the CCAA, and a fourth-place finish in the Learfield Director's Cup competition, which ranks the top overall NCAA Division II programs in the country. Fourth out of more than 300, not too shabby. We'll talk a little bit more about that as the show unfolds. Glad to report we've got a fantastic lineup of guests for you today. We'll kick things off, no pun intended, in just a few minutes with junior Katie O'Loughlin from the UC San Diego women's soccer team. She was named one of UCSD's 14 Athletes of the Year at last week's Athletics Recognition Dinner. We'll talk to Katie about what it's like to be honored in front of her peers and also get a sneak peek at next year's women's soccer season. Following that, we'll have our first chance to sit down with baseball coach Eric Newman since his team went on an incredible postseason run and finished second at the NCAA Division II Championships in Grand Prairie, Texas. We'll close the show with one of the best players in Triton men's basketball history, Adam Cly, who added a massive hall of, added to a massive hall of honors this year by being named UCSD's outstanding male senior student athlete. We'll get Adam's thoughts on his Triton career, how he balanced the athletic and academic careers so successfully, and what's on the horizon for him. We're going to take a quick break right now. Be back to talk soccer with Katie O'Loughlin. Stay right where you are. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight, May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, welcome back to Triton Talk. Once again, I'm Ken Gross, filling in today for our good friend Tim Strombel, uh, Dominic Weinbrenner handling the production today, and we've got a great show on tap. We're going to get op- open up th- open things up with women's soccer, and with us is junior Katie O'Loughlin out of Pacific Ridge High School in Carlsbad, first-team All-American, UCSD's leading scorer in 2016, and Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. As we mentioned in the open, uh, you were one of 14 UCSD athletes who was designated as an Athlete of the Year this year, <laughs> second time for you. Uh, what's it feel like to stand up on that stage in front of more than 600 people, all of your peers, and know that you're considered among the best of the best? Um, it's amazing. I, uh, I'm i surprised. I was surprised both years. Um, I just stood up there, and I looked at the athletes around me, and it was just amazing. I felt super honored. Um, but I looked back at my team, and I was – just remembering I, uh, everything I've done is because of them. So very, very thankful. For our listeners who haven't uh, been to the Athletics Recognition Dinner, as a student athlete, what are your thoughts as you listen to the accomplishments of the various people that are being honored as well as some of the history of the program? 
Oh, I'm amazed every year. Um, they do in-depth bios of all these amazing athletes, um, what they do in their sport, what amazing things they do outside of their sport, their academics. Um, we have amazing athletes at UCSD, and uh, they surprise us every year with how great they are. Great. Speaking of great, you guys had a fantastic season. <laughs> Women's soccer, 19-3 and overall, CCAA regular season and tournament champions at Two of your three losses came to eventual national champion Western Washington. You kind of roll your eyes there. <laughs> uh, you finished second in the NCAA uh, West Region. So the second loss to them came in the regional finals. Uh, now that you've had about six months to digest it, uh, when you look back, what kind of takeaways do you have from 2016? Um, I don't know. I mean, we had an amazing season. Um, those three losses, two of them to Western Washington, um, it stings still. Um, and so especially at the regional finals, it was um, just a combination of a lot of different things um, with weather and um, just overall circumstance. But uh, we're, we're really bummed we didn't take it to them with the, the crew that we had last year. But I think we definitely have the drive and motivation this next year to really take it to them. Okay, let's, let's stick with this year, though. But th one thing that was really interesting this year, the men's team also won CCAA regular season and uh, tournament titles. How cool was that to be doing it together? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Um, the men's team is one of our favorite teams. Uh, they've always supported us. We've always supported them. Um, it was amazing to see how far they went and how, uh, how much motivation and drive each player had. Um, I loved every time they scored a goal. Everyone was freaking out. Every... Uh, Everyone did their cheers. Um, they really got the crowd involved. They really got everyone involved. And um, yeah, they're a great group of guys. Let's look back at you last, this last year. 16 goals, uh, nine assists in your junior season. Uh, your t totals have improved every year. Do you find other teams are treating you differently, marking you differently now? <laughs> um, no, I think that I think that just our my chemistry with Mary Riley and the rest of the team have just improved drastically. Um, we've done a lot of forwards practices to get our technique and our chemistry down. Um, I definitely think that our, most teams are realizing that, as Jonesy says, they can mark Mary or I out of the game, but it's really hard to mark both. And so I think we definitely take advantage of that. Um, and we, we've, I mean, playing the same teams for three years in a row, you kind of, you get the patterns, you get those seams, you figure out how to get around them. So I definitely think it's a mixture of experience and chemistry. What kind of things will an opponent do to try to knock you off your game? Um, I think it's just the constant, constant contact. I think a lot of defenders just try to get in your head with um, a lot of just physical contact. There's a lot of teams that are just, just physically intact. Um, but I definitely think that we've worked as a team to, if you go up against a team that's very, very physical, that if you just pass around them and take those quick touches, they can't do anything physically. Um, and we have the speed to get around them, so we just use that to our advantage. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, you seem like the kind of player who might like physical contact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely use it to my strength, um, but it can, it can put you off the game. So I use it when I can, and um, I use it to benefit, but I also, from experience, I know how to avoid it, uh, yeah, to put myself in to good positions. You mentioned your teammate sophomore Mary Riley. She had 13 goals, nine assists this year. It's quite a quite a duo there. Um, <laughs> you're from Pacific Ridge High School, as you mentioned. She went to Hillstop down in South San Diego. Uh, did you ever run into her in high school or during club seasons? We didn't. Um, I yeah, my my school is a private school, um, so we didn't play them. We were D5, D4, D3. Um, 
but my my little sister actually played Mary, and she remembers how tough she was to mark and um, how upsetting it was when Mary would score those end game goals. Yep. Let's talk about your coaches. I mean, Brian McManus, Kristen Jones, uh, male, female, veteran, sort of a younger coach, uh, Scottish than somebody from <laughs> San Diego and right up in North County who played here at UC San Diego. What does each bring to the team, and how does that combination work? Um, I definitely think they work very well off each other. Um, Brian definitely brings his experience and his knowledge from 30-plus years coaching. Um, he knows how women's soccer works. He knows the different teams we play, how uh, different players can work into our system. Um, and I think he just sets the team up super well and motivates us. And I definitely think Jonesy works off him in the nitty-gritty details. I feel like I could go to her with any question I have, with any um, concern, with just random things that I don't understand. Um, she definitely is there for those little stuff, whereas Brian is definitely a, the coach of the team. Uh, Jonesy, which is what she's known as, by the <laughs> way, she uh, let me know that she's taking credit for all of your goals this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she could take some credit. We we definitely did a lot of boards practice, and it, it definitely paid off, so I'll give her some. Uh, you mentioned your sister in soccer. Uh, your dad was a golfer here at UC mm -hmm. San Diego. Uh, brother played water polo at Cal. Uh, what was home like? Like, it seems like there's probably a lot of competition going on there in the, in the yeah. Old household. Yeah, we're definitely a competitive athletic family. Um, I mean, we were all playing different various sports from age four, uh, running around playing softball and basketball and soccer. Um, and slowly we had to diminish the, the sports and specialize. And um, I picked soccer and so did Carolyn. Um, Peter loved the water. And so we were constantly at games, constantly uh, at practices, and it was it was a blast. I loved <laughs> I loved it. Did you play water polo here at UCSD? Definitely not. <laughs> Do not put me in a pool. <laughs> Let's go to personal. You were on uh, Triton Talk before. You talked about some of your favorite things, and one of them is your favorite movie. Remember the tri remember the tr the Titans. I always <laughs> want to say Tritons. But uh, uh, what was the best part of that movie? Why do you like it? I don't know. I feel like uh, the ending was amazing. I think. Just team dynamics and uh, overcoming the odds. Um, I love Denzel Washington. He's an amazing, amazing actor. I think just it's a really inspiring and motivational movie that gets me every time. Has <laughs> anyone ever told you that you were kind of like Coach Chios' daughter? <laughs> I was definitely a tomboy as a kid, so I could see that. <laughs> uh, you also said that uh, Mud Pie, one of your favorites, where's the go-to place yes. here in San Diego? Um I think the chart house. It's expensive, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, my family has and I have we've scoped it out, and we go there just for the dessert sometimes. <laughs> well, uh, you, you picked a good one there. I mean, that they've had that. They were one of the originators of that. So yeah. it's been there forever since I was a kid. So, uh, good choice. You, know, you talked a little bit about um, uh, you know what you got coming back and looking forward to this to this season. Uh, pretty solid crew, again, coming back next for mm -hmm. 2017. Tell us how spring practice went and what kind of expectations you have for your team going forward here. Um, I definitely think spring was um, was really good at looking at different players. Uh, we, we had a hard schedule, or we had some easy games, but we had um, overall a harder schedule with USD. Um, and I think that we... We're just trying to figure out how we're going to fill in those gaps with the seniors gone. Um, but I definitely, definitely think that our team has stepped up and the 
the people who might have been on the bench last year were are stepping up and coming in, and it was a really good way to look at the freshmen who didn't get to play the season. Um, and I definitely think that we're going to have some some new players that are that are going to shine this next year, and I'm really excited. Great, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's mm -hmm. a player that was here last year that you think is really going to step up and people are going to be surprised by? I think Elisa Martinez is going to be amazing this next year. She She's had some injuries this past spring, but um, she's been training so much, and she's got the, the skill and the footwork, and she's got two – Two two feet basically that she can work with. Um, yeah, she's she's killing it, and I think she definitely was underrated this past season and is going to really step up. Well, good to hear that. The Triton Dynasty continuing. <laughs> uh, great to have you on this morning or this afternoon. Uh, it's Katie O'Laughlin from the women's soccer team, and uh, we're going to take a little break right now. Be back in a few minutes with Eric Newman, six-year head coach of the UCSD baseball team. But Katie, thanks for being with us, and uh, good luck next year. Thank you. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with huge factory cashback savings, including 1500 cash back on a new Corolla IM or RAV4 Hybrid, 2000 back on a new Prius Liftback, RAV4, IA, or Corolla. There's even 2500 cash back on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Avalon, Avalon Hybrid, or Sienna. So hurry in before they're gone. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Now it's easier than ever to search for the best deal on a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Buyatoyota.com, the only official site for your San Diego County Toyota dealers. There, you can locate a dealer, search our inventory, and find the perfect car with all our current offers. Save time and money. Go direct to the source. Buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Right, we're back on Triton Talk, and we're joined by sixth-year head coach Eric Newman from the UCSD baseball team. And a, quite a year for you, Eric. Uh, thanks for joining us. You know, so many, uh, so many stories in this year's postseason: fighting through the losers brackets, the comebacks, the uh, going all the way to the national finals, and of course, the fact that your wife had twin daughters <laughs> in the middle of all that. Ellie and Claire, uh, between the regional final and the start of the Division II College World Series, how did you manage all of that with so much? How much stress was there? Oh, a lot of stress, as you could imagine. I mean, you're trying to get your team ready to play, and at the same time, your mind is half there, half back at home. What's going on? I mean. Uh, you know, Melissa didn't get to travel. Melissa normally travels, and the boys have usually come to most conference tournaments and and most regionals, and they were at neither this year. And so it was um, it was it was stressful and hectic at the same time. Uh, how did I manage it? Man, I took a lot of deep breaths. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of adrenaline. Yeah, there, too. there was, and th you know what? A lot of it was I just had to kind of step back a little bit too. You know, I just had to let my guys play and let them know what was going on with me. And, and um, we talked about it. I actually had a team meeting before we started the playoff run and just told them what was going on. And I said, you know what? The good news is this time of year, the players got to go play and win. And coaches, our job is to just manage and, and keep you guys in the right spots. We can't win the game. We can only lose the game. You guys, you know, we're going to try to put you in the best position to go win the game. And very fortunate that I had a, a good group of players and, and senior leaders and guys that really stepped up and uh, took that and ran with it. 
Well, there for all of our young coaches listening, there's the answer to all your questions. Just step back, get out of the way, and that's <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, you know, some people had said this is like phenomenal timing planning that you managed to get this birth in there. And uh, other trainer thought that might ask, what kind of coach is letting his wife have, have childbirth there during the middle of the season? So uh, which was it? Well, it was very lucky timing for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when we um, when we – started thinking about expanding our family you know when is there ever a good time to do that you know there's always that question of there's better times than others and then I think at some point once you get to a certain point you just kind of go with it you know and so that was kind of our perspective uh we felt like you know gosh we were very fortunate to have children to begin with and we just uh wanted to enjoy the ride so there you have it I mean there's no there's no there's no answer to that question that you're is really like this Zen-like answer. It just kind of happened and we went with it. Well, spoken like a true coach. I don't think I've ever heard it called expand, <laughs> deciding to expand our family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how are the girls now? They're great. Yeah, they're home, uh, doing well. Everybody's healthy, gaining weight, doing what they're supposed to do. They eat a lot. They sleep a lot. You know, they do what babies do. So um, we're excited about that. And um yeah, they, they like to sleep together too. So uh, it's they're they're twi- they are true. They're not identical twins, but th- in every other sense of the word, they like to stick together. Well, just as importantly, how are your how have your three boys reacted to the uh, change in household dynamics? Yeah, that's uh, each one has been a little different. The two older boys, EJ and Jack, have been very excited and very loving towards uh, both Ellie and Claire. Josh has now gone from being the baby to being somewhere in no man's land. And so there's days when he's all in and there's other days when he's kind of ignores them. He just kind of ignores them and goes about his business as though they're not really there. And I think in his mind, maybe if he ignores them, maybe it's not real. So uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, I'll give you give you some advice here from somebody who's been through it. That uh, once uh, with a son and a daughter, son older, son goes out of the house, and once he left, all of a sudden the the odds change. I yeah. lost every argument, so, so you better prepare for that. Uh, one. I, I got gotcha. you. Well, let's go. Let's go back to the postseason here. You know, after finishing second in the CCAA South, second in the CCAA Championship Tournament, how did you like your team's chances heading into the NCAA West region? I mean, I. All year long, I felt like we had one of the best teams in the region, and I felt like the region itself was was actually fairly elite. Um, if when you look at the national rankings, and I happen to be on one of the polls that votes, um, I mean, the West region was very tough. When you look at all this, the strength of schedules, there were five teams in the top 25. When you looked at the strength ratings um, nationally and rankings, you, had, you at any point in time throughout the course of the year, uh, there were five or six teams ranked in the top 30 in, in almost every category. So I knew that we had a good region, but I also knew that if we were amongst those teams, that meant we were in that mix too. And I felt like um, even though we finished second in the South and second in the conference tournament, it was clear to me that we had a very good team, that we had a team capable of making that type of a run. And like in anything, you know, in the playoffs, a lot of it comes down to are you getting hot at the right time? Are you getting healthy at the right time? And we were. Uh, and I could see that we were. And so, I, I mean, going into the conference tournament um, felt really good. Going into the West region, after we won that second game against Azusa where Adrian, you know, throws a one-hitter, I felt like we were in the driver's seat now because we had good brand. Uh, no matter who we played, we knew what we were going to get out of Kyle Goodbrand. And then then we have to, somebody has to beat us twice, and, and we're going to get 
some of these guys to come back, and the offense was, you know, was hitting on all cylinders. So I felt like the the last month of the season we were kind of playing like the best team in the region. So I, I was pretty confident. He won that regional double elimination in four, four games straight. Uh, Troy Cruz, you mentioned Orozco uh, and uh, Kyle Goodbrand, uh, dominant there. Roop started game four, Orozco and uh, Cruz coming on to finish it off. It felt to me like that might have been your most dominant stretch of the whole season. It was pretty good, especially certainly most dominant pitching. I mean, we pitched through a very good regional with some really good offensive teams to a almost a sub-2 ERA. Um, and we got star every starter went six innings uh, or more and, uh, you know, three runs or less, two runs, or two earned runs or less, whatever it was. I mean, it was a pretty dominant starting pitching performance from those four guys. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think when you're pitching good, it feels good, right? It feels, you know, any at any level, whatever it is, major leagues, minor leagues, college, high school, uh, when your starting pitching goes out and and you're you've only given up one run through seven innings in every game, you feel pretty good about where you're at. And and I think the offense fed off of that. Uh, so I think it was just kind of a true total team. Just everything's to kind of came together, you know, well for us at the end. Yeah, considering the level of competition, even more impressive. So then it was on the NCAA uh, Division II College World Series in Grand Prairie, Texas, Air Hog Stadium. Uh, by the way, what's an Air Hog? That's a great question. I think based on the paraf or the the uh, the stuff I saw, the the corp the uh, logos I saw, I think it had to do with like World War II like fighter planes. Uh, I think it was some sort of like uh, homage to uh, something along those lines. Wow. Homage. You don't get that too many times from a college <laughs> baseball coach. Congratulations. Uh, so, so there in Grand Prairie, what was the environment like, and what was special from your perspective? Uh, I, it was a great um, venue. I mean, the the stadium itself was really nice. Um, you know, it was all all astroturf, so you didn't have to worry too much about weather concerns. Had two decks. It felt like a really nice. I mean, it was a really nice stadium. You know, former minor league stadium, now independent league stadium. So. I mean, it definitely had a really nice feel to it. Um, you know, the tournament itself, it, I mean, anytime you're at a World Series, they, you know, it, it always feels special. So I think our guys really enjoyed it. I think they really relished the where they were and enjoyed the moments. And um, obviously making the run that we did helped. Uh, but uh, I, I think just all in all, I, I told them just to enjoy it and, and soak it in and take in the moments because, you know, shoot, you don't, you don't want to take those things for granted. Well, I'm going to skip right over your no weather concerns thing. I mean, there's yeah. some things I saw on TV that look <laughs> a little different than that, but okay. Uh, so anyway, let's go back to the first game. Uh, Troy Cruz throws great seven innings. Uh, Kyle Lucky comes in. He adds three shutout frames out of the bullpen. Uh, you're tied 3-3 after nine, score, after nine innings, score two in the 12th. Uh, looks like you've got a landmark win there in hand, only to see St. Thomas Aquinas come up with three in the bottom of the inning without even getting a hit. Uh, your immediate reaction after that, and what was the sentiment in the locker room like? I mean, obviously it was hard. You know, the locker room was tough uh, afterwards, and, and in this case it wasn't a locker room, it was the bus. But um, it was a tough bus ride because, you know, obviously we had let one get away, and we had fought really hard uh, to get to that point. And when you fight that hard and then, you know, the bullpen kind of doesn't give you a chance uh, to make plays behind them, uh, that that one stings a little bit, and then we had the error too. That was kind of the key moment when uh, we just had some bad communication between pitcher and third baseman on whose ball it was, and then we ended up 
throwing it away. That kind of opened up that whole inning for them. It kind of started that. Uh, but I, you know, it was it was a tough locker room. But at the same time, um, I knew they didn't want to go home. I could tell. I was like, all right, they they embraced where they were and said, all right, we're going to have to do this the hard way. We'd had the experience through the conference tournament of of having to do that and. Um, I just had a good sense about where we were at. Even going into the next game, falling behind like we did, I still felt like, all right, I, I felt like we were in a good spot mentally after we kind of, you know, got past that. You know, in a format like that, how tough is it losing that first game? How much tougher is it? You know, you know yeah. you've got the pitching situation. Uh, obviously, obviously it changes the dynamic because now you, I mean, you know, you're going to have to win at least five, if not six. In our case, we were going to have to win six games and the team that we were ended up facing in the final, it was, they were, they only had to win four. Um, plus we played every day and they got a day off in between every game they played. So that obviously changes the dynamic a lot. Um, but, you know, I don't think our guys really worried about it. They just, I mean, our mantra, after we won the game, we adopted the mantra of, all right, just win the next nine innings because that's all we could do. We couldn't worry about, oh, when you look at, oh, we're going to have to go through the loser's bracket, it becomes kind of a daunting task, right? You start If you start thinking about it that way, it becomes too much. And we just adopted the just win the next one. You know, you've kind of talked about this already a little bit, but let's go a little more. You came back, obviously, to win four straight, uh, just a tremendous amount of resilience in a lot of, a couple of those games, uh, ultimately falling to, to the Westchester team in the final. How did they manage to keep sort of their collective composure in that kind of winner-go-home scenario? And, you know, what kind of script was written in game one there for that? Uh, you know, uh, those that followed this team um, all year probably weren't that surprised. I mean, we lost – we won – I don't remember 10 out of 11 or 10 out of 12 CCA series um, where in five of those, we lost the first game of those series and then would, and then came back to win those series, um, including one against, you know, the number one team in the country at the time in Chico state. So I don't think our guys felt all that much. Like there wasn't panic. They were like, Hey, we've been here before. We know what to do. We just got to take, take it, I mean, all we can do is win the next game that's in front of us. And then, you know, we can't worry about anything else that's happened behind us or what's in front of us. Um, and that was kind of just the the mantra that they that they adopted and the resiliency you talked about um, was already kind of there. So I, I, I think they just kind of were like, okay, we've been here before. We've done it before. Let's do it again. You know, there are obviously a lot of heroes during this postseason time. Uh, we talked about the pitching, and that was certainly great. But uh, let's talk about Jack Larson. I mean, this is a guy who hit 452 with six home runs in the postseason. Uh, of course, you know, he was stellar <laughs> in the field like he always is. Have you ever seen a player get that hot at that kind of crucial point of the season? Not like that. I mean, not not that hot. <laughs> that was that was as good as that is that was as good as you could ever hope to watch a guy play. I mean. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't even, there's no adjectives to describe how good he was. I mean, those numbers that you just spit out are, those are just unbelievable, uh, to do that. And especially to do it at when it matters the most against the best pitching that you're going to face, um, throughout the course of a year. I mean, Jack's a really special player. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the best to put on a Triton uniform, just the numbers, 
you know, say that. Um, and then, you know, anyone that's watched him play knows how good he is and, and what type of player he is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was – as a coach, it was just kind of like – I just say, all right, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> you know, there, there's obviously a lot of great players in the country, but still, I, I, I just got to wonder, how does a guy like that not get drafted somewhere? Good question. Uh, uh, to me, I, you know, as his coach, uh, I don't want to put down scouts, but they missed on that one. You know, there's no doubt. They missed on that one. And, you know, hopefully somebody uh, recognizes it and gives Jack an opportunity as a free agent. Um you know, we're hoping for that. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I get it. You know, everybody has their own opinions and beauties in the eye of the beholder to some degree, but, um, that's, that's a tough one for me to, to see how there could be, you know, players better than him out there that are more prototypical professional type players. Uh, especially, I mean, I know there are, don't get me wrong, but, uh, for that many guys to get drafted, uh, doesn't doesn't really make sense to me, but uh, if I'd have been in a draft room, I would have drafted him. Um, Larson, one of ten seniors you're going to lose off this team, and many who've been big contributors over four years. You also could lose uh, junior pitcher Kyle Goodbrand, uh, who's dra who was drafted. Mm -hmm. uh, talk a little bit about their impact, that class's impact, and uh, how your position going forward. In your sure. Mind. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at that class. I mean. Three out of their four years here, they played in regional finals. You know, they won a conference tournament. They won a region. They won a conference cha tournament championship. Uh, played in three, as I said, played in three regional finals and won a regional final. Went to the World Series and were national runner-up. So, their their resume is pretty strong. Um, I don't know where it ranks amongst all the teams that have been here. I'll let others debate that. Um, you know, I think every team that's been to a World Series has its own merits, you know, and, and its own good players. So uh, I think there's there's been a lot of really good teams that have been here at UC San Diego, but this team obviously left their own mark. Um, you know, going forward, um, you know, yes, we did lose a lot of seniors, but we also played four freshmen or sophomores on a regular basis with those seniors. And the pitching staff is going to return quite a few arms. You know, yes, losing – Troy and Adrian and potentially Kyle. Uh, those are a lot of innings, but you know, you saw a lot of good things throughout the year from Preston Mott, from Jack Roop, uh, from Jonah DePoto, who they all went through their ups and downs. Um, they all had moments where they looked like, you know, really, really good players, really good pitchers. They had their moments where they looked like sophomore pitchers. Um, the best thing about them is they're going to be juniors next year. Um, and I, I think the best I think this this group coming through has a chance to be you know to do something just as special um uh, you know obviously it won't be you know you got to go earn it every year nothing's given to you uh especially in the CCAA but um I think they're excited you know I think this group's excited that the group coming back is excited to uh you know it's like their turn now great well we'll close it up go back where we started to your your family uh I know they're less than a month old still, but the, the, the two little ladies in your house now, what do you like the most about them? Uh, they've definitely got me wrapped around their finger already. There's definitely something different about daughters, as you as you know. Um, you know, I, I mean, right now it's just as crazy as it sounds. I, I actually like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning and feeding them and spending some time with them. And 
um, there's definitely a bond that we have, you know, they, they have their bond with mom and they have their bond with dad and, and it's, it's its own bond and it's fun. And I just, I just, you know, I'm enjoying the moment with them. Wrapped around your finger. That's something a UCSD baseball player would like to have with their head coach, but that <laughs> doesn't usually work that way. Right, Eric, thanks for being with us and uh, have a great summer. And uh, we'll be back in a few moments with UC San Diego basketball star Adam Cly graduating this weekend and uh, talk to him about this past season and what he's got, look, got to look forward to. See you on the other side. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight, May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, we're back on Triton Talk. This is Ken Gross, and I'm now joined by Adam Cly, one of the most decorated men's basketball athletes in history. And uh, Adam, how are you doing? Doing well. I just finished my last final. Uh, feeling really good right now. Excited to be done and uh, kind of moving on to the next thing. Okay, the question that's on everybody's uh, tip of everybody's tongue right now, did you finish with the 4.0? I mean, uh, you won't know. I won't know the answer to that question. No one will know the answer to that question until I get all the grades back. But, I mean, usually I feel pretty good about my position going into finals and after finals. So uh, I feel kind of similarly now. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but I feel good about it. What class was this last one? Oh, this last one was uh, my last bioengineering course. It was, it was a tough one. Um, the average on the first midterm for this class was like a 60 out of 110. Um, so this, this was definitely a difficult one, and hopefully if I stayed somewhere above that average, I'll, uh, I'll be all right. Break it down for us a little bit here. What, what were you facing? What was I facing? I mean, I, I feel like I, no one will understand what I was facing, but I was doing a bunch of, a bunch of math-related problems. I was doing some linear algebra. That was, that was a big part of this exam, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't think it would be that much about that. But it's just, it just more uh, bioinformatics stuff, basically. It was all bioinformatics was basically the, the topic of the exam. Great. Well, our producer here, Dominic Weinbrenner, and I, two uh, state school graduates, San Diego State and uh, Long Beach State. We just failed that final right there. Literally, <laughs> it took me out of it. So anyway, on to bigger and more important things. We mentioned all the awards you've won during your career here. In the last week, I uh, uh, picked up one of, the, one of the UCSD's 14 Athletes of the Year this year, uh, won the Outstanding Male Senior Student Athlete Award, uh, one person again from male and female, and also just yesterday uh, named or two days ago named CCAA Scholar Athlete of the Year. Uh, which one of those is your favorite and why? I mean, of just those three or those yeah, three? Just those three. We don't want to oh, go through man. the whole list. Um, I, I guess I'd probably say the uh, you know the, the the outstanding senior award is my favorite of those. Um, you know, I don't actually know too much what goes on in, into like the CCAA award, um, but just just being able to be the kind of representative of the senior class for my. Uh, uh, for UCSD and, and, you know, all the time I've spent here and just the community and being a part of it and knowing that it kind of, um, you know, I was selected as that senior for that, for that, for that moment. I, that's probably the one I enjoy the most and, and, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one the most for sure. 
again, we really didn't explain that, but I mean, Adam, obviously your uh, your basketball uh, um, talents and awards are pretty pretty well known. I mean, CCAA uh, Player of the Year and uh, uh, tournament tournament MVP as well. Uh, West Region Player of the Year, West Region Scholar Athlete of the Year, and the the word here we're talking about the senior student athletes for the best um, combination of athletics and academics here at UCSD. And so, 4.0 GPA across the four years in bioinformatics, not bad compared or compiled with the uh, with the athletic uh, accolades. You know, when you're up there, we talked to Katie O'Laughlin earlier today, and uh, about when you're standing up there on stage with all those other athletes. I mean, whether it's again UCSD known for success across the board. Any other athletes here that you kind of admire from afar? Uh, there's a ton. I mean, uh, I've had the fortune of being able to work out and kind of be around a lot of them. Um, I could probably go down the list of a lot of different guys, especially the 14 that were standing up there with me um, that evening. Uh, one guy that I definitely, and he's going to laugh at the fact that I mentioned him because I've been working out with him a little bit over at Spanos, but uh, Kuba. Kubo Oligursi from the from the soccer team, um, the dude just has like a infectious like like personality and just positivity about him, um, and he just makes you know other people smile and he's always getting after it. So he's a lot of fun to work out with and be around. Um, you know, there's definitely some guys on my team. Alex Lipovich is another guy that I really admire. He wasn't up there winning that award, but um, you know he easily could have been. And you know, for for him to come back from the injury he did and have the season that he did, and, and just the way he goes about his business is something I've always admired for these last four years. Um, and it makes him a terrific teammate and a lot of fun to be around. Um, you know, I, like I said, I could probably go to every team and then just list a couple guys, or even probably the whole team, honestly, in terms of the people that they are. But um, UCSD's athletic program has so many good people and so many terrific athletes that um, I'm just fortunate to be a part of it. You know, we were talking a little bit before the, the interview here that, uh, I mean, I've, I've filled in for Tim three times this year and had you on twice, which is, which is uh, suspect. a suspect. <laughs> no, good, good for me. But uh, last time you were on, I recall we talked a little bit about your uh, soccer prowess or should we say lack thereof <laughs> in the uh, penalty shootout competition uh, we had before a soccer game. But uh, so I won't go there. But I will bring up there's a lot of other other competitions that are outside of your sport. And one of them this year, we had uh, uh, four by 100 uh, athletes Really, athletes from different teams running in that race out of track meet, and you were leading off for men's basketball, which is uh, a squad that, that lost to men's rowing. What yes. happened? We're going to uh, break that one down for I us. Mean, we, we felt we had a, a very good you know, set of four guys, myself. You know, even Chris Hansen's a big guy, but he moves well. He moves well. And then you know, George Buwaku and then Josh Brooks leading the end. And you know, going into it, Josh Brooks is probably the fastest guy on our team. Um, and we felt pretty confident about him kind of closing it out for us. And, you know, I thought I started well. I could have maybe been a little bit faster, but I had, you know, I felt like I had a pretty good start and Chris kind of did his job. And then George probably had the best leg of all four of us in terms of kind of closing the gap that at the end there and gave Josh the opportunity to kind of take it away. And, you know, <laughs> what happened was Josh basically just fell over. Um, and <laughs> we were pretty surprised, but we felt we had, a, we had that win if, if he kind of stays on his feet and, and does what he does because he almost even caught up even though he stumbled. Um, so that was a tough loss for sure, um, you know, to lose some men's rowing. But it, they, you know, they, they proved that they're pretty fast, even though they're, you know, not, not kind of, that's not their forte. I mean, they ran it fast. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Let's go back to favorites a little bit more. You talked a little bit about your, some of the athletes that you, that you like. Um, what has been your favorite non-basketball moment here at UCSD athletic-wise? Non-basketball moment athletic-wise? Oh, man. Uh, Just watch. It could be watching or... I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like when I got to go watch, I was fortunate enough to actually be, um, you know, in San Diego when the men's soccer team was hosting their um, their regional. 
um, and, and getting a chance to watch. I can't remember exactly what game it was. I don't think it was the final because I'm pretty sure we were coming back from a trip when they were playing the final and we were all checking our phones and stuff. But um, that was a lot of fun um, just to kind of be in that atmosphere of, of um, you know, another team competing at kind of the highest level of Division Two, and, um, you know, everybody, all the teams being there to come out and support them and um, being around kind of that group of guys, especially our basketball team when they're all there and all the other teams, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's a good experience to be a part of. I know a couple other ones I can think off the top of my head were a couple of water polo games. Um, you know, early in the year, there's that tack challenge for water polo, and we usually pack uh, Canyon View, and that, you know, turns into kind of a rocket, and that's always a lot of fun. Um, so definitely didn't get a chance to go to as many uh, other athletic events as I would have liked to, kind of because of the, the time commitment to my sport and my school. Um, but when I did get a chance to go to those ones, those were obviously some of the most fun uh, moments I had non-basketball-wise at UCSD. Um, you mentioned the, uh, uh, you know, Spence soccer team being in their in the regional. Your team, uh, for the second year in a row, made the regional final here out west. Uh, uh, did not, unfortunately, advance from there. Uh, any regrets from that? I mean, what's, what's, what are I your mean, thoughts? I, if, any any uh, result that wasn't a win for us, I would kind of have some regrets about it. Um, obviously, it still it still does sting a little bit um, because we were kind of in the position we wanted to be and a team that we felt pretty confident that we could, if we played our best basketball, we'd win that game. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like you know every one of our guys left it all out there, um, you know, myself included, and I can't be too. Uh, disappointed or frustrated with the result. I kind of just have to, you know, take it for what it is, learn from it, move on. Um, so, yeah, obviously there's still some kind of, I would say, bitterness about it. Um, but, you know, uh, the year that we had and, and so many other of the UCSD programs had, you know, testament to the, the athletic program here and the work put in by all these teams. Um, going forward here, I mean, what are your plans? What, uh, you know, this summer and beyond? Yeah, so, I mean, we're taking care of graduation this weekend and then, um, I'm going to head back up to Anchorage with my family for about a week. And then I'll be back down here kind of working out and uh, looking for a spot to play, uh, you know, probably overseas. And those are a lot more opportunities to find teams and leagues overseas. So I'll just be kind of, you know, making as many contacts as possible, calling as many people as possible and seeing if I can't find a spot um, come this fall to start, you know, playing basketball professionally for this year at least. Overseas, what would be the ideal? You know, a lot of people ask me that question, and um, you know, I don't know if other people usually have a place in mind. Um, I, I really just want to play somewhere where they want me, and the and the atmosphere is good around the club. Um, you know, uh, a couple places, you know, Central or Eastern Europe, you kind of uh, Germany, uh, Poland, um, Denmark have all been kind of options in terms of some of the early interest and some of the um, kind of conversations I've had with people. Um, the Australian season is a little bit different. Um, they play spring to fall instead of uh, fall to spring. Um, so there might be an opportunity to do one of those things where you play one season and then go hop and play another season in Australia. So uh, that's that's definitely a good option, especially with the kind of connection I have with Coach Clowry. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty open to a lot of different places. Um, I'm not really sitting there saying, okay, this is the one place I want to be. I know I told you before that I, I spoke Japanese for a while, so I'm not really sure exactly what the leagues are like over there, but um, you never know. That might be a, a good place to look into and see if I can't find some interest there as well. Great. Did you get a chance to watch the NBA Finals here? You know, they, they do it every year at the wrong time. I mean, one of these one of these finals weeks or finals has to kind of move. Um, I watched a little bit. I definitely watched some of the Game 5. Um, my roommate, you know, is a Bay Area guy. He, he's not the hugest basketball fan, but he likes to watch the Warriors when they're playing these kind of games. So I'll 
study and sneak over there for a quarter, end of the quarter. So I watched a little bit. Um, you know, I, there was really good basketball in terms of the level. Uh, I really was hoping for a much longer series and a little bit more competitive. Um, but it was still a lot of fun to watch some of the game's best players compete um, and play like a level of basketball that's just really, really high. It's kind of a it's pretty cool era right now in uh, NBA basketball. I feel like, and I mean, who, what player do you like now? This out there. Uh, there's a couple that I that I'm big fans of. I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook. He's probably my favorite player. Um, and then you know I'm a I'm a huge Steph Curry fan, a huge Kyrie Irving fan. I just uh, you know those guys for being the size that they are. Um, and the way that how skilled the players there are, that's something I really admire. And um, I look to see if I can find ways to, you know, add elements of the way they play into my game um, with kind of some of the drills and stuff they do because they're just some of the most skilled basketball players. I mean, you got guys like LeBron James, who is very skilled and in, like, in his own regard, but it's just a freak of nature in terms of his athletic and um, physical abilities. But then you guys got, you got guys like Steph Curry, who are like, you know, uh, six foot three, 180 pounds that can do some crazy things with the basketball as well. And that's something that I've always admired about those guys. So who gets the who gets the rim better, you or Westbrook? Uh, I mean, I, that's not even a question. That's Westbrook all day. Uh, <laughs> if, if I could jump like Westbrook, maybe I would uh, I would have a little bit more success. But I got a ways to go to catch that. So uh, you ask about your sports allegiance here. I mean, how much of the UEFA Champions League final do you watch? Oh God, I don't even want to talk about that. I watched I watched a little bit of that. Uh, I didn't. Sadly, I think I had like a project due that day or something like that, so I sadly didn't get a chance to watch all of it. But um, you know, the first half looked good, and then and then it looked like we might have a chance, and then um, you know they were just too much for Juventus, which is obvious. I didn't mention this, but that's my my favorite team, um, and they just weren't able to kind of pull it out. But it was a really good year for us in general, and you know, it, Real just kind of was a too much of a force for us at the end of the day. Great. Um, let's go back to UCSD basketball. I mean, you lose yourself, obviously. Alex Lipovich, you mentioned Corey Cox. Give us a little scouting report on next year's Tritons from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be a, a little bit different in terms of, you know, who steps into those leadership roles and whatnot because Alex, myself, and Corey were the seniors um, who kind of set the example for how things went and, you know, um, helped us kind of stay on track from a day-to-day -day standpoint. Um, but you're returning guys, you know, all over the place that are super talented players. They're bringing in, you know, four more really good players. Christian Bain is kind of the one that sticks out in my mind because I've played against him before. Um, he was, as a freshman, you know, probably easily one of the best, the best, if not, you know, one of the best freshmen in, in the league that year. And um, they have so much talent, you know, Christian Oshita coming back, Scott Everman as a freshman coming back, you know, Chris Hansen, uh, Eric Patton coming back off injury. I could go down the whole line and just list, the, you know, the, the qualities that those guys bring to the team. And kind of more than anything, in my opinion, is, you know, the culture that's already been set, um, mostly in part due to our head coach, um, I think just carries forward in such a positive way that, I mean, obviously you need talent to win, but when you, you can pretty much put a lot of different kind of guys out there with Olin and he's going to kind of get them in line and get them working as a unit. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't expect, we had a really good year this year. I don't necessarily expect much of a drop off, even though we're losing a couple guys. Um, uh, I expect them to compete, you know, the same way. And I think there's going to be a lot of good things ahead for that, that group. Uh, you mentioned going up to Alaska with your family after the, after the graduation here. Um, 
talk about the influence your family's had on you because they're you, your mother and father are just two great people and they're here at the games a lot. And uh, what have you? What would you say is the best characteristics you've taken from each one of them? You know, it's funny. They like to joke, um, and, and you know, I don't know how true this is or not, but uh, that I've sort of taken the best from both of them. Um, you know, my mom is 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 one of those people, and not to say that my dad isn't, is just one of the most caring people I've ever been around. Um, you know, just uh, like just kindness, just kind of emits out of every pore of her body. Um, and so she's super, un, you know, unselfish person, and um, she's she is kind of um, partially where I got some of the study habits from because she was one of those people that really. Um, made sure of everything, you know, studied every last detail um, about everything. So I definitely take a lot of those aspects from her. And then my father, obviously, you know, I think my mom wasn't much of an athlete. So some of the physical ability definitely comes from his side. But my thing about my dad was he was always very like efficient, precise, you know, about everything he does. He was the, he was kind of the prototypical engineer in that sense. And I definitely think that I've kind of taken some of those qualities from him um, in that regard. So, you know, they, I think that definitely that's, there's some truth to that, that kind of um, watching them and seeing um, kind of how they do stuff and picking out things that make sense to me and trying to kind of implement them in my own life has, has definitely taken me a long way. As mentioned, I mean, they're at most home games, probably most road games as well. Um, question that's always been in my mind your mom Marianne just a, just a great woman so so nice as you said I got a question though what would be your guess of how many photos she has of you oh man uh you know obviously there's always gonna be some bias she probably is you know does a pretty darn good job of uh of kind of distributing who she takes photos of obviously you know I'm on the floor most of the game so it's a little bit easier to kind of get shots of me but uh, I, I see her. I used I go over there every now and then to the the place and they they rent a place in Solana Beach in the winter when I'm playing, and she's always you know doing the photos. She's looking at which ones to choose and stuff. And you know she takes I don't know upwards of somewhere around 100 photos a game, um, and she has them for every single game pretty much. So I don't know probably a solid 10 of those are me, and she probably keeps about two or three each game. So we're talking you know somewhere in the 200 range, 200 300 range of photos probably taken of me during game action. Dom and I, Dom, our producer, and I are looking at each other, and I'm going to guess the overrunner's way over on that one. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. You have to ask her. She probably she has them all sitting in the computer at home. But anyway, last last question, Adam. Uh, I mean, obviously, four years here, four great years for the UCSD basketball team, and a, a great building era, and the, the best year probably in Division Two for sure. Um, what's you know has it been all you thought it'd be? I mean, I think it's been more than I thought it would be. Uh, it's kind of my situation coming from Anchorage, Alaska, and I, you know, when I came on my recruiting trip here for basketball, just talking just basketball right now, is I was there for a day, and you know, the guy who recruited me, you know, who used to be the assistant coach here, Coach Jared Link, wasn't even there. So I I met Olin for the first time. I met Carlson for the first time. Um, you know, basically first time talking to them, and I really didn't have much of a clue of what it was. Gonna, I mean, I, I felt decently about the basketball. Obviously, having conversations with them helped a little bit, but I, I wasn't really sure what was going to be like kind of the situation and who the players were. I had barely met any of them. I played one open gym with them. So from a basketball standpoint, I was, you know, like, okay, I'm sort of taking a dive off the deep end a little bit here to see what it's going to be like. And, uh, I mean, I definitely could not have been any happier um, with the situation that I ended up with. I could have I could have maybe done something different. I could have gone, you know, to lower levels, higher levels possibly. And, you know, there might have been different kind of, you know, obviously level of basketball and situations, but I really don't think I could have ended up in a better one than I did here. And then, you know, speaking academically, I knew it was a great academic institution. Um, but I don't think I would have under, like 
quite, I didn't think I quite understood just exactly what I kind of education I'd be getting and what I'd feel like when I finally did finish today, basically, um, in terms of just the knowledge I've gained as a, you know, academically and just as a person. Um, I definitely don't think there is a better place in this country, probably in this world, that I could have gone to school. Um, and this is, you know, I'd make this, this decision to come here again in a heartbeat. Well, the positive feelings are mutual. We're glad you could join us today. I mean, great career. Uh, one of the all-time Triton greats, Adam Cly. Uh, thanks for being with us, and good luck in the future. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, well, that's it for today's show and for this year on Triton Talk. Thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks again to Dominic Weinbrenner, our producer. And you have a great summer. We'll see you in August with 2017-18, uh, and uh, enjoyed having you with us.